Today, it's all about baseball training. We have Mike Rosema here as a guest. Episode number six of Inside Bergen County Athlete Podcast. Before we get rocking, this show is sponsored by JNA Fitness. For adults looking to shred fat, get in the best shape of your life, 45 minute workouts. Also sponsored by JNA Athlete, helping Bergen County athletes get faster and stronger. JNA Fitness, Wyckoff, New Jersey. What's up, guys? My name is Joseph Branda, along with my co host, Alex Kim. What's up, Alex? What's going on? How you feeling, man? Awesome. Are you ready for our night out tomorrow night? Yeah, fire it up, man. Oh, yeah, we're going to party it up tomorrow. It's going to be nice. JNA has a little night out, and uh, oh, that's we're going right. to be, get, yeah, that's right. we're going to be looking, looking to take it to Ridgewood and party a, it up. I got to get a babysitter. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, you, you should, get you need to be there. You I got to get a babysitter. You need to be there. All right, Mike, what's up? Welcome, Mike Rosema. Can you give us a quick, um, give us a quick history? We don't know what, you know. Quick history, uh, uh, Mike Rosema grew up in Fairlawn, New Jersey, um, uh, went to St. John's University. I was a shortstop. I played baseball. Um, got drafted by the Atlanta Braves um, eons ago. Played five years with the Braves. Um, right now what I do is I work with players uh, at Rosema Baseball. Uh, specifically on the hitting defensive side of the game. I'm a shortstop, so that's my background. I kind of stayed in my niche. Um, so I work with players basically year-round. Uh, we also have teams, uh, 14, 15, 16 this fall. I'll uh, probably have a 13, 14, 15 this next spring, summer. Uh, the name of the uh, teams is Power 5 Baseball. Uh, and I've been doing it for a long time. When I got done playing, to be honest with you, it was this like, uh, growing industry of youth sports. Um, so kind of like when I was in college, it kind of wasn't even around. Uh, but I think most people are more well-versed in it now where uh, kids have access to a lot. So I've been working with players since then, started a business seven years ago. Uh, right now I work out of two satellite shops and work with players basically seven days a week. Um, and it's great. I love it. it uh, I'm passionate about it, uh, make a living at it, and uh, uh, it's enjoyable. Love I like it. it. I feel like I say, like, I feel like, especially when I'm talking to Alex, I'm like 10 years ago. Everything's 10 years ago. But it actually is, I know you for exactly 10 years. 10 years. We opened up November of 09 so it actually is 10 years, 10 years even though i feel like i always say that i feel like once you have kids that's it everything was 10 years ago but 10 years ago i feel ago, like i was saying like four or five years for a while and then all of a sudden it just went then to it 10 goes years <laughs> and I'm like, okay now everything's 10 years ago you know everything just 10 jumps years to 10 <laughs> that's great so what what age do you primarily like if you had to average out the age high school mostly i'd say mostly high school uh we go into middle school from time to time younger guys come in um a lot of what I see now with younger, younger, let's say, you know, 10, 11, 12, people that call me, a lot of times it's like friends from childhood. Now their kids are like eight, <laughs> that nine, is 10 great. years old, and they're like, hey, Mike, I want to get my kid hitting lessons or this, or they'll ask for, you know, what camp should I go to that for the camp? So now I get a little bit of that on the younger side, um, but mostly high school guys, mostly high school guys. I kind of come from the thought of, once kids get to 12, 13, 14, you can start to get a little bit more out of them. You know, yeah. they're growing up so much during that period. So, like, even my teams, we start at 13. Uh, we could possibly have a 12U team next year. But kind of right around that age is when you can kind of get a lot out of players. And I feel like uh, I prefer – I kind of prefer that. You know what I mean? Yeah. The younger stuff, keep the kids active, keep them moving, yeah. let them have fun. You know, but as kids get a little more serious, uh, 13 into high school. You know? Now – What's the di here's like the question that I'm really wondering? What's the difference between you, when you played high school ball? What are the differences now between then and today? Yeah, like bats, 
was like technique. I don't yeah. know. Like so, are these kids in shit? I mean, I we know what we see, right, Alex? Right, I mean, yeah. like kids being in shape. Well, I'd like to hear you guys too from the the physical side, but uh, I would say, in my estimation, probably every 10, 20 years, athletes just get better. So right. you know, the guy who sits there and barks at kids and says. In my day, we did well. In your day, you didn't do half of what these kids do. Like these right. kids travel, they play in super competitive tournaments. I love that. They're training 12 months a year, whether you like it or don't like it. I'm not here to dispute that. Uh, but these kids have access to a lot more. I mean, just with your phone and social media, I, I spend time with kids, and I'll be in a cage in you know in an hour with a kid, and he may say to me, "Hey, I'm watching this guy in the East Coast talk hitting." He has access to all that information now. So like. The natural evolution of sports to me is players get bigger, stronger, and faster every 10, 20 years. Um, the thing, the game of the ba- game of baseball is the same, but the difference now for kids in high school has become a little bit more or much more individualized. So, like these kids are playing on teams, but when you're 16, 17, very often you're out there playing a game, trying to trying to show off in front of colleges or recruiting. Um, it's a little bit different dynamic. Say 15 years ago, you just went out to play to win the game. And I'm not right. saying they don't do that now, but I'm also saying that when you're 16, 17, and you're, you're a pitcher and you go on the mound and you know you're going to throw two innings and that's it, whether you're up two runs, down two runs, nobody cares. They want to show you off in front of colleges. So right. there is that dynamic where like, these kids go to high school and you go to a competitive high school, your job is to win, then you kind of go to summer ball. And I think it's right. It's right. You've got to put players in a position to succeed and give them the best opportunity to have a chance to play after school, after high school. But it's a little different than like just go out and play to win the game, if that right. makes sense to you. you know, but the game is the same. There's more technology. There's many more advancements and stuff like that, and it's starting to kind of flood the market because at the highest levels they're doing it. Uh, the kids have access to so much. So with me, what I think is more information is great, but sometimes more information is a little overwhelming for young guys. But they're absolutely better. Right. Like, what do you find? Like, you're an athlete, your normal 16-year-old that walked in now, as opposed to 10 years ago. I mean, 10 years ago, I was, I ten was, years that, ago, I was that kid. I was going to say, 10 years ago, you were 11 years old. So. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but that's funny, though. When I was, when I was a kid, I was... All right, um, so for you, one year ago. No, I'm joking. <laughs> when, I, when I was a young buck, I was... Um, when we'd go into the weight room, basic stuff, though, like squatting, deadlifting, like... They would just say, keep your back flat, chest up, whatever, yeah. and you would just follow through with it. Yeah. Nowadays, it's, it's more than that. It's, they really can't, they physically can't get into that position. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because a lot of these kids are stuck in one position, whether even good athletes too, because they're playing one sport year-round. They're constantly doing the same repetitive motion hundreds, thousands of times. Like Baseball is a perfect example. These perfect. guys play year-round. Yeah. There's one kid I trained, he, he said he travels weekly. He goes to Florida one one day. That's insane. Maryland How every old is weekend. Sixteen. Okay. Sixteen right. year old kid. But he loves it. He's like, yeah. this is what I want to do. I want to play in college one day. And I was like, wow. Good. But he travels every weekend like that. So I could see it in baseball though, like you know, one side you use one side of your body in so many things. Yeah. Because, you know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. I mean, you're never gonna truly balance it out. You just do the best you yeah. can with what you have in that in those situations. But yeah, these kids are. Do you find that kids are like naturally stronger, or is it? I shouldn't even ask. Like, Joe, how am I asking him right now? <laughs> right? <laughs> Naturally stronger? No. No? I don't think so. All right. I don't think so. Like, maybe it's part of you guys, what you got, what they have access to now. So maybe when I think about it from 10 years ago, kids weren't doing the strength as much, right? Right. So now, like, I feel like I get a better product. Well, that wasn't a strength, like, even in pros, college. Like, it wasn't a thing a long time ago. Like, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, it was still new. If you had, like, a 
coach on staff on your team yeah. who just train them to get them stronger, faster, yeah. more It's faster. much more advanced now. I feel like I get a better product with most players just because probably at a younger age they're strength training earlier. Right. To be a honest. Lot more, with. A lot more technology on the scene. Yeah. A lot more. Like bad speed, all this stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, all the things, there's a, there's a bunch of things out there. Things that I'm pretty well versed in are things like blast motion, which is a sensor on your bat, Rapsodo, which basically shows all results on what you're doing, K motion, which is a sensor system for your body. Basically, it breaks down what your body's doing. Uh, you know, there's 3D technology and pitching and hitting. There's all kinds of technology. I think the question that people are going to ask over, find out over time is, what's applicable to who? Right. Right. If you're a 24-year-old pro player, if you're a 14-year-old trying to make freshmen, if you're a junior in high school wanting to play Division One, or you're a junior in high school wanting to play in college at all, I think that. The thing with technology to me is you have to have the person that bridges the gap. Because right. numbers are numbers, right? So numbers are, you know, I do this on my back, attack angle this, and I know some of the stuff I'm saying to you is probably foreign, but I think the big thing is having someone to be able to bridge the gap. And players ask me all the time about, what about this, what about this, what about this? And I just share my experience, what I know, because I'm fairly well versed, and let's pay attention to this, let's not pay attention to this. Right, 100%. I feel, I feel like, Coach, uh, with everything people see, like you said, everyone can see everything online, so... Mm -hmm. I feel like so there are trainers, gyms out there who do this like fancy, ridiculous stuff, and these kids see it, these parents see it, and they're like, "That's what I need." But well, uh, fancy, you know, fancy you stuff. The basic stuff right now. I mean, maybe one day. Yeah, you, you never know. Every player is that. different. Yeah. Like a right. player walks in the door, like you walk, you know, you walk in the door, you get a physical, strong kid who's developed, who is really good skill-wise. It's a different conversation. Right. Uh, you work with a pro guy, a college guy. It's just different conversations, but. Uh, how how much of the technology is is like in pro like I know they came out with stuff I'm not going to say 10 years ago but whatever it was a long time ago there was like a video recording to like look at your squat so then you could like draw on the video to make like squat angles but at the end of the day like we're not using that like we still are just coaching someone through a yeah. squat so like if you videotape someone like batting yeah like and I know a pitching coach used to like video all the time and like go over the video, but like, I, like it helps a little. But like I don't yeah. like on the golf range, professional golfers just have their coach there. They're not yes. like looking at video. Like, no. so how much of that is like kind of like are the pros like using like so every, sensors, every, bat speed sensors? Like everybody's different, right? So you'll get college coaches now that are hooking blast motion sensors up in game, so they want to see what players doing in game. That's a little sensor on the bat that tells you what the bat. Right. You'll get pro guys that want to see what all their analytics are you will get pro guys that say stay away from me with that because they're very much based on like their coaching their feel and that's mindset just that's right. right but what it's to each their own right, so right. in my opinion what you got to do is you got to give players access to everything and then as a coach you have to figure out like what's best for them and they rely on you to give you that information but there's so much out there so the same thing like i video guys all the time but i don't we don't video them and then say the difficult part is like say, say hitting, right? So hitting's an athletic movement that you have to be athletic and it, part of it's improv, right? right? You can control what you can control, but when someone throws you a 91 mile an hour fastball or 82 mile an hour breaking ball, everything's breaking down. Like you have to be able to sustain and manage uh, and be athletic in your swing. So a lot of stuff we talk about in video is basically controlling movements before the swing and then on the swing, it's a battle. Right, so right. I mean, you're hitting a, you're on the, on at the plate with a guy trying to get you out with an umpire that's not good. Because so all the parents out there, we know umpires aren't good. 
They're doing their best. Give them a break. <laughs> but like the, the zone is huge. Your son's 15 years old. The strike zone's huge. Um, and and for, so what we do a lot is control what you can control, um, and then just try to be as athletic as you can in terms of swinging the bat. And there's things that you look at, but you can't. If if I put you, I know Joe, you'll probably hit five balls out of the park. But if I put you in the cage right now and said take ten swings, every swing's different. Yeah. So you can't choreograph a swing. When you don't have to react to anything, you can, I think, choreograph it more, be more structured with it. But you know, pitching's a little different. But from a hitting standpoint, uh, but every to each their own. College coaches call me and say, can you explain to me what rap soto is? College coaches uh, tell me we're gonna we're gonna integrate this into our systems. Um, the other big thing you have to do is you have to be able to collect information. Right. You have to have the time to like watch 500 swings from Alex before you have a conversation. Why are you going to watch five swings or why are you going to watch him do? Uh, so all the information to me is great. I think you just, you know, in moderation. You got to use it the right know way. Know what players want. Personality has a lot to do with it too. You right. do what personality is all day, right? Yeah. Some people want you to talk a lot. Some people don't. Right. They want to hear. Good point. Yeah. That's a great they, point. They, they, want point. You, they want you to say, is that right? Is that right? Is that right? And some guys are like, Just, right. let, let me go, let me talk to a, me at the end. Find a rhythm. Talk to me every five minutes, let me know how I'm doing. So, so some kids are you just, I f we definitely run into that here. So some kids, I'm just kind of, I'll just say, some kids are like, oh, Alex, why am I doing so-and-so? And then I'll break it down to them. Other kids are just like, yeah, that's great. Just make my, just fix it. Just fix, just fix it. it. When you, when I don't like need looking, the answer. Exactly. I don't need you to go into an explanation. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. The last kid I walked out, I got home probably 10, 10, 15 last night. The last kid I walk out, he wants feedback fairly consistently. And we talk almost like every set. We'll just point out all this stuff. The first kid I'll work with today, he does not want that. He's going to hit and hit and hit. And every once in a while, I'm going to say, how does this feel? And then we're going to say, all right, let's do this drill work. Let's do this. And he's going to. You know, I'm going to get more feedback from him. He's older, more mature. He's yeah. going to go play in college next year. I'll get more feedback from him. The player last night, last guy I was with last night, he's still looking for more feedback from me. So you got to wear multiple hats. So on top of that, then, is there like a, like, is there a, a Rosema system? Well, that, I think, like, or is everyone di like different then? Well, everyone's different, but like also... Everyone's different, but you're still trying to get the same things out of people. Right. Right. So, like I say to you, like, I coach in all different aspects. So, like, game stuff is different. Fielding's different. Pitching's It's all different. Um, but if we were to talk specifically about, like, a hitter uh, or players that we work with defensively, there's, like, core principles that you want. Like, core principles. But not for nothing, at the end of the day, a player literally gets out of it what he gets out of it. Like, I'm only as good as you. I tell players all the time, like, ah, I'm, I I'll, I'll meet you halfway. I'll never step past halfway. Like, I'll stand there halfway, but you got to come. Like, I can't force you to do anything. I can't force I you. I love that. I can't force you to go in your garage midweek and do some drill work. I can't force you to do that. Um, but from a technical standpoint, you, you control movements as best you can. Like, if I had a diagram right now, I could sit there and draw it up, but that's boring now. You know, drawing like what a player should look like. We compare you to the best athletes on the planet. We compare you to athletes that are in your range. Um, but controlling what you control in, in terms of like being a good fielder, good, being a good hitter, being a good control what you control, uh, and being athletic at the same time, strong and athletic. You know. Do do some guys just like have it? Like you're on the field, you're playing shortstop. 
do some guys just like have, you like you had you had something over i'm not gonna name a name but watch this. i'm coaching a kid this is probably five six years ago he's a Going in there, that made sense, right? Like you know, like you know, no, like do they have it? you I just have that awareness where you're like, the kid, I swear to you, I watched the kid play one game. I go, he's going to play professional baseball. He was going into his senior year. At, I watched him play one weekend, I should say, and I go, he's going to play professional baseball. And he plays he's now playing professional baseball. baseball. That's and great. it was just one of those things where like you could just he had a bunch. One thing he was he was like a monster in terms of work. So when you bridge the gap from like high school to this college to division one to this, like you all of a sudden raise yourself into a pool of players that are all like you. So you were special two weeks ago. You're no longer special at all at all. Right. So like you're now at the bottom rung. So what's going to separate you? It's going to be the details and the work ethic. So you try to instill that in young players because that is constantly the separator, but there are just naturally gifted players, right? Like, when a kid's at, when a kid's, you know, 15 years old, throwing 92 mile an hour fastball, right. like first off, dad, don't put him on the mound too much. Just you know. But I guess break. could he be throwing a 92 mile an hour fastball, but just I don't want to say be be lucky or be on the right team or. No, he could be lucky in terms of mom and dad gave you something special. Right. Right. Like honestly, like mom and dad gave you something special. Like there are ways to increase that take care of your body the strength the body stuff there's so many things that you can help out with but like when you're when you're 14 years old and you're throwing 88 mile an hour fastball like you didn't go to the you didn't go to, you didn't go to the fastball store like it's not a route 17 like you didn't go there and pick up a fastball like mom and dad gave you something special so just start to really take care of it and be around people that are going to have your best interest at heart but there are some players but most players that achieve a high level it comes down to they just work like they work, they're relentless. Like their program is three, four days a week to work out. They get an extra day to work out. Like they go strength training an extra day or they do something or they care about their diet, right? Like these guys do the extra mile. And at the end of the day, like your career ends when your career is supposed to end. So if it's a skill thing, it's a skill thing. If it's a work ethic thing, it's a work ethic thing, but it's gonna end at some point. But the guys that just are monsters, they tend to go reach a higher level. You know. When you played uh, both high school and, and the upper levels from there, did you play any other sports? Like, was it like yeah, as crazy basketball. as I played basketball it? In high school. See, I love that. See, because that, that's one of the things we always talk about, yeah. basically on every it's show that we do. But just yeah. that, like, could it be like, t- like, could it be that some kids aren't achieving a higher level because it's just base? Like, it's like, dude, go do something else and like. Right, so don't get me in trouble right here, but I, I'm I'm pretty <laughs> honest with it. What I think is. Over the last 10 years, a couple things have changed. Number one, kids have access to play a sport year-round. So just start with that. Right, right. Okay, so they didn't have Now access. everything's available. Now they didn't have access to it. Okay, so I, I grew up playing multiple sports in high school. It was basketball, baseball. And my coach at St. John's, uh, who's still there now, who's like one of the most well-recognized coaches in the country, I specifically called him one night and said, do you want me to quit basketball? He's like, no, play basketball. Okay, that was, you know, 10, 15 years ago, whatever it was, probably 50 years ago. But... Um, I say to players now, like, go play other sports. Like, go play other sports. There are a couple instances where I understand it a little bit more, but I think young players have access to more. So if you want to go play a baseball game in January, I hate to break it to you, you can play a baseball game in January. It doesn't matter if you you live in Midland Park. Like, you can find a baseball game. The other thing is, I think that from from a, almost from like a, if you're better at one thing, you you tend to gravitate towards that. 
Okay? So if Mike is a good baseball player and I'm, you know, playing basketball, varsity, but I'm kind of coming off the bench and I'm like, I'm not feeling like I'm contributing to it, I may say, you know what, I'm not going to play basketball this year. And then all of a sudden it's, well, I'm specializing in a sport. Well, it's really, am I specializing? No, I just have another option and I don't want to play basketball because I'm just not very good at it. Right. right. So I think some guys like you, you naturally gravitate to what you're good at. So, you know, I think that players have more options and I don't think I, Wait, te I tell Did them, you want to play basketball, though, because your friends were playing basketball and sure. you wanted to contribute to like a winning, like doing sure. something winning? Like that's where we are trying sure, to figure you, out. You like, can, is it just you being also, like, I don't want to play? Cause by the way, you can also I'm play a sport because you have fun. Right. Right. You can also play a sport because your boys play, are your playing. Like are your buddies team. are playing. Like you could do that. And the the behind the scenes, what's happening is like from what we're talking about in like physical performance in sport, it's good for you. Right. Right. It's good for you. Right, so right. if I go out and play soccer in the fall, or I play basketball, or I play, you know, there's a couple instances where I th I completely understand it with like if you're a football player, and or a soccer or basketball. I shouldn't just say football, but like if you're a pitcher and you have committed to a college. I understand that a little more where they say we're not going to play because if you one little pop right, in the right, elbow right. one little pop right, in the shoulder right. sure. like all of a sudden you're not going to college or you don't have that option. so I, I understand that more and no one's wrong you can do what you want but I've said to players I think sometimes parents look at it this way like if I play multiple sports or if I just specialize like one answer is right one answer is wrong I kind of look at it like they're both right right don't like look that. at it like one's wrong Right. Like if you choose to say, hey, I want to physically train to play baseball or any sport year-round, fine. If you say, I want to play three sports until I can't anymore, fine. Um, but I do think there is a benefit to getting away from whatever sport you're playing and, right. you know, being yeah. physical. Do you see a lot of kids burn out who just specialize? Do you see that when they get 17, 18? I, I, well, I see... When you're, here's one thing too, when you are young and you're going through that, that period of time of like, and I've learned a lot working with players and going to this and going to that and listening to really smart people in the industry. When you're 13, 14, 15, very often you are um, going through obviously development. So sometimes those guys that are just physically more gifted at that age, um, what I find is like they, they go full bore at a sport and then when it kind of levels out a little bit, they realize that Maybe they're not what they were at 14. So I find also that, so sometimes those guys are like, they're, they're consumed at 14 because they're just so good. They're like the freak on the baseball field. They hit the ball a mile, they throw the ball 75 miles an hour. And then, you know, people catch up to you. So then it kind of becomes, well, it's not as uh, uh, exciting right. as it was a couple years ago and they kind of lose their interest a little bit. I also think sometimes parents put a little too much into going right. crazy. Like your kid's young. Let them play other sports. I've had multiple conversations over the years. And, you know, sometimes I, 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 the more you're in an industry, the more you're just kind of honest. Right. In the beginning, you're like trying to be 100%. nice to everyone. And then as you go along, you're like, you're just no, like, just be honest. It. Just be no, honest. you're just, just like, it. yeah, like, you, know, you, I had a you have zero like, core strength. My, <laughs> <laughs> I had a parent recently, and he said, my son's XYZ age, and he goes, he threw the ball. A ridiculous number at like 12 years old I go okay like pump the brakes right like and then that was the precursor to oh by the way he just had arm surgery oh, yeah I don't even okay yeah, so that's okay so my, my first tip for you is to stop going on the mound and tell your kid to stop throwing that's great and if your son's throwing that hard at 12 13 years old you really need to not do as much 
throwing as you think. Like, this kid's going to grow up and physically at 13, 14, things are changing and growth plates and this and that. So uh, I don't think necessarily like guys like burn out, burn out per se, but there is there. I mean, that is there where guys just kind of lose the interest in, you know, what it is. You're doing the same thing every day for five, six years. I kind of enjoyed getting away doing something else sports-wise. Baseball is one of those things where there's too, I feel like there's too many levels. Like football is like college pros. You don't get that done. Like get very past like, college, you make money. Like you like you get past college, you make money. <laughs> like baseball is like Forever. quadruple A's. Forever. I don't know how many A's are. They are. They're trying now. I think. They're, I they think they're going to cut down minor league. They're talking about I mean, cutting what, the six I mean, levels. Yeah, it's a process. The six six levels. Le- I mean, you got to make it through like six levels. So if you're a college guy, you. If you're a college guy, you come out of college, you'll usually skip the first level, or you could, because it's like two rookie levels, two A-ball levels, double-A, triple-A. So you want to get the double-A. You get the double-A by the time, the old rule of thumb is you get the double-A by like 25, 26, you got a shot at making the big leagues. And anyone from kind of double-A and up, excuse me, they will, they'll call you up to the big leagues. But it's uber competitive, like it's beyond competitive. So you work year after year after year after year and people forget there's only one second baseman in New York <laughs> like it's not like they have a rotational like Glaber Torres is your, your second baseman or DJ LeMahieu is your second baseman and what's going to happen is like your son could be in the Yankee system and he could perform well for six years but if he's not Glaber Torres he's not playing second base in the big league so the, to get from like college and to in baseball specifically That's to the crazy. big league is it's crazy. And you also make zero dollars. Yeah, right. You make nothing. You make zero dollars. Now, I think six. it's crazy how you can go through. You could be a great player out of college, and people are like, this kid has something special. Mm-hmm. And they can, you can make it all the way to the bigs. You make one mistake, and that could be it. It's, I mean, and that one, and then you get If, if you were, if you, you like, I, I know, obviously I come from it, but I knew, oh, this is a perfect example. I, I knew a player who um, got drafted by the Yankees, early 2000s, first round pick. And unbelievable talent and I believe if I remember the timeline correctly uh, first off you have Derek Jeter at shortstop okay he wasn't shortstop I think he was a corner infield but there was like at some point there was like an opportunity where he was moving up the ranks and it was like oh maybe this could be and then they went out and paid for Alex Rodriguez so you're done like you're done, you're, done. <laughs> you're in a market like New York you're in a bigger market and now you can see with analytics they're able to I think they're they find value in younger players. Like, why right. pay so much? They'll find value in you, and that's one of the cool things about analytics. Um, but it's there's only one third baseman. There's only 12, 13 guys on the pitching staff. There's only two catchers, three catchers, you know. I mean, like, it's but super like, competitive. College football's on TV. Like, even, like, Daniel Jones, Duke. Yeah. Like, they have video of him. Like, maybe yeah. it wasn't on, like, Fox, but you yeah. know what I mean? Like, but he's they, probably on ESPN a couple yeah, few times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like... Yeah. Quadruple A baseball, yeah. like no one's what, no double, one's no. even double A like it baseball. can't even be that the crowd is like tweeting like, dude, this guy just made a ridiculous play. Double A, it's I, I don't know. I think it's, I think things should change. They don't. It's I mean six levels. I mean that's like, I got like you, <laughs> I got this was I got drafted okay on a I believe it was a Monday, and I was. And this is, and I'll bring it fast forward to now. But I got drafted on a Monday. I go home, and Vicky and I, my wife Vicky and I, were dating. She didn't know that like the next day you like fly and leave. Like right. she didn't know that. She thought like Mike's home from college. We're gonna get to spend some time together. But like no, like I'm gone. The next day I leave, and then you go out and you play an entire summer, and then 
you come back and I remember having a conversation with someone and they're like, oh, so, so this is like a multi-year thing. Yeah, this is like a three, four year thing before I even know if I have a shot. Right, like just to even find out, just to, to even get out, to. Like, do I even have a shot at this? Like, a lot of guys get, you know, it's so competitive you get spit out early, but this is like a three, four, five year thing before you even say to yourself, maybe That's I could crazy. play in the big leagues. And with other sports, you go from, and I, you know, but you go from the, the college, the top college to, uh, you make a living and you could be on the, the practice squad on a football team or you could be on, right. if you're on the roster, but at least it's like you are part of it. This is like this huge like Grand Canyon gap where you don't even like, you're just going to spring training. You're like, where am I? Where do I fit in? And you're in kind of all of big league guys and you realize that you're miles away. Miles away. You just got to keep going. That's yeah. great. You know? In every organization, there's what? Uh, 25 guys, seven. Yeah. I mean, there's hundreds of players right. in the minor league. It's crazy. It's not, that's nuts. That's nuts. They need so to change they may that. Tr- if they trim it down, I'd like to see how the landscape yeah. changes. Yeah, they need to change that. All right, we got about 10 minutes or so left, and I want to get to some, some fun questions. So, so they had, they're, they're debating, they were debating on the radio whether or not Alex, uh, not Alex, um, Jeter should be unanimously voted in. And everyone says yes, obviously, but, like, there's going to be those guys that are just, like, going to pull out some weird stat. Right. Yeah. So, so they were going through, like, the flip play. Yeah. And so I watched it again. And when you watch it again, can you, like, take us through, like, what was he, th- like, he came out of no, how would no, he have known? No, I'm If you're supposed stop. to do that. I was a professional shortstop. Okay, okay so run, complete, the ball is hit into the corner. Boom, down the right field Okay, line. so what happens now on so the field? So the cut, the cut goes out, the guy misses the cut. Who goes, who's supposed to go out, first uh, baseman? Yeah, I mean, second base is Se- probably out there, yeah. Okay. First baseman, right? Depending on how a team's running, like somebody's the first let's, base. Let's say the goes. second baseman goes. Say there's goes. a cut out there. He misses the cut. And Derek Jeter, like Superman, total improv, comes in. And it's not even like improv like he was there. Like he literally caught the ball on the fly, flipped it over to his right side, and then there's a swipe tag, and you get him. And that play's like not supposed to happen. The funniest thing is like after the fact, like I see – like teams like kind of practicing that play. I'm like, what are you doing? Like that's complete. But was that more like the ball is hit to the corner and that's kind of what's supposed to happen? No, or that no, was just no, a no, fluke? Bit, no, like he, he just sensed a, that he's he, like, this guy's going to overthrow he's a, the... He's probably in the middle of the field and immediately when the ball comes out of the right fielder's arm, he sees it's a high throw. And he jets across the field. Are you kidding yeah, me? And he's, no, the outfield is supposed to hit the cut or throw, you know, throw a rod to home plate. Like he's supposed to, you know, these are big league guys. These guys can throw the baseball. So he's either supposed to hit the cut or... Uh, get that ball to the plate, plays the plate, and Derek That's Jeter crazy. just says, uh, no, hold on one sec, guys, I got this. And he comes in and flips it to the plate. <laughs> that is that, ridiculous. He's some iconic plays, but that's like, I mean, you couldn't even script it. Is yeah. that his responsibility? Yeah, kind of. But, like, have you ever seen that play ever again? Have, no, that's Thank my you. point. That's Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. So, like, someone will say, that's yeah, that's his responsibility. But I've never seen that play ever since. 15 right. Years. I've never seen that play. Right, like, who would have thought of that? Yeah. Have you ever ex- been around cheating yeah. or cheated yeah. and did th- this Houston thing, I ever this, <laughs> this Houston thing, could this really be like banging so, on garbage cans and all the stuff they say? Like, could they have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I think, like, I think. Seriously, if it, if anything it gets to the edge. point where, like, everyone knows now, then, like, in clubhouses and locker rooms, like, everyone kind of knows what's going on. So, especially in free agency and major league baseball, like, guys change teams. So the guys talk about what goes on on the team. But it kind of stays in that fraternity. Right. right? So things go on and stay in that fraternity. Like, you know, this pitcher doctors the ball. This guy, it kind of stays in that fraternity. With cameras now, I don't know how guys really do anything, but there's like a right way to steal signs. Right? You peek in, 
second base, your first base stealing. I talk to guys all the time about stealing signs from first base if you're leading off first. Like, learn how to do it. But that's all kind of, in my opinion, it's all gamesmanship. If a catcher's not going to be doing his job, you can take advantage of that. The minute you bring in technology, now that's a problem. Like, you got a guy taking a monitor down, like, right. one second after the game. Like, I've heard of, like, they have buzzers and, like, to relay, right, they were buzzing. That was the other I thing, too. I heard buzzers. Like, like right. that's ridiculous. Like Band-Aid-style wow. buzzers. Yes. So who knows if any of it's... I, I know there's truth behind it, but who knows how in-depth it is. There's, like, a right way to do things, and that, that's how you honestly relay it in. That's been going on forever. You, like, call out the batter's number. You bang something that is a foreign sound, a whistle. Uh, you have one player on the bench. Like, if there's 25 guys on the bench and you're up, you're listening for Joe's voice the whole time. So if Joe says anything, a trigger word, you know a breaking ball's coming. But that's if you're like in gamesmanship, just kind of getting signs that way. The minute you start like monitoring center, I heard like the guy on the on the train with like the the the, the conductor hat was like relaying signs, in. I mean, and you have them breaking down a monitor. And the sad part is, to be honest with you, if that will change like an entire game and series. So like if they did that in 2017, like people have a legitimate argument to be like take the title away i mean you could never do that it's not college you know right, what I mean? right. but like in all honesty like I, this is a perfect example think about this uh, or from my perspective you have all these guys that did steroids and most of them that were proven to whatever they've been kind of right pushed away from the game there's a couple guys in the hall of fame that probably did it but um most of those guys have been kind of shunned from society right. if you asked any pitcher on the planet would you rather face a guy on steroids or a guy who knows what pitch is coming, every one of them would say I'd rather take, face a guy on steroids. Meaning, like, it's more advantageous. That crucial. It's more advantageous then. But if you know that, that, that Verlander's throwing a breaking ball or fastball or whatever, how much, I guess, you're saying that that helps. Yeah, tremendously. You know he's throwing no, a fastball. No, tremendously. Like, you're like, how do you still hit an 88-mile-an-hour slider? How do you still hit 98? Right. I mean, Cole's movement. I know. Like, Ridiculous. Like we yeah. <laughs> they had that little track, yeah. I think. So, but if you know what pitch is coming, I mean, it's a ridiculous advantage. It's a ridiculous, if you know, like, multiple pitches in that bat, it's a ridiculous advantage. Was there anyone you faced where you were, like, blown, like, he blew you out? <laughs> you had no chance. <laughs> I, guys ask me all the time. The fastest fastball I ever saw in a game was 98. 98. And I'll show that you. This, scare this, is me. A good, this is a good quick. I'll keep it real quick. Ready? So I walk up to the plate. This is an A ball. I walk up to the plate. I'll never forget this. I walk up to the plate. The umpire is a guy who I played summer ball with like two years earlier. He goes, hey, his name is Adam. He goes, hey, Mike, what's up? I go, oh, what's going on? Right? I get to a 3-2 count against this guy throwing like 97, 98. The guy throws a fastball like right down the middle. I take it. I stare at it. And the ump goes, ball four. I go, all right, I run down the first base. Like, gave me a complete out. The ball was 90. I didn't swing the bat one. I mean, 90. It was the first time I saw, like, real velocity. But it's like a blink. But if you see something every day, it gets easier. You see, you see big league guys, like, turn around 98-mile-an-hour fastballs. Like, they see it all the time. Oh Hitters adjust. It just takes a little time. Now, do you think it makes a big difference, real quick, for um, when relief, let's say, everyone's throwing, the starting pitcher is pitching seven innings. He's throwing... 95, 96, 97, 98, yeah. and then they switch their relief pitchers throw slower. Is that like a big switch adjustment? gears? Yeah, I think a big thing Guys now. Well, first off, they want velocity, so right. they want heavy velocity. I think big thing now, like they're able to look so in, in depth with pitching and movement and spin axis and stuff like that. Uh, what pitches are actually doing in terms of movement coming in? Um, how guys can manip manipulate the ball 
how is their release exact tunneling? How is their release exactly the same, but multiple pitches are coming out? Meaning, like this used to look like a curveball, this looks like a fastball, but now if everything looks exactly the same, tougher for you to see. Okay, so they go much more like what they look at with pitchers. We could sit here for an hour and talk about what they look at. They they look at so much with pitchers and pitch design, and they get to see so much on what the ball is actually doing, um, how many rotations spin, you know, all that stuff. So. I think velocity is always going to be there. They're going to push for faster and faster and faster. Uh, but they're always looking for ways to manipulate the ball in ways where you get movement, later movement, uh, more deception. Um, but velocity is not going anywhere. Should there be a, be a, um, like a uh, play clock for the uh, – should they introduce a play clock for – Players are going to find a way around anything. <laughs> like they'll find a way around anything, Joe, right? So like you say pitch clock. Okay, I'm going to – one, I don't know, what would it be, 30 seconds to throw the next pitch? I don't know. These guys take like five minutes to throw a pitch. It's unbelievable. Like a game's like four hours long. Yankees, Yankee games are like five and a half hours long. It yeah. takes like two days to watch a Yankee game. Uh, but they're going to find a way around it. Yeah. So like if you say to them, pitch clock, 21 seconds, 22 seconds, you know what he's going to do? Like anytime he needs more time, he's just going to look at the baseball, pretend there's a scuff on the ball, and throw the ball out. And then the umpire's going to have to give him a new ball, and he just right. bought himself 20 more seconds. Like they're going to find a way around I think the only way to speed up the game, like, no, you would never do this, but the only way to kind of speed it up is make the strike zone bigger. Right. No one would ever agree to that. No. But, like, it's also, it's also a slow game. Right. That's like making the cup bigger in golf. Not happening. <laughs> Not happening. But, but baseball is also, like, a slow game. So are you, if you brought the average game down from, like, say, 245 to 235, are more people tuning in? No. If you no. watch baseball, you like if baseball. You watch baseball. If you watch like baseball, you like baseball. And if you so don't it's like, like, yeah. It's Good never going to turn into like a basketball Good point. Game. It's never, it's a slower game. So like, Good point. I think more so it's for the public. Like, hey, we're trying to shrink the game down. But it's never going to be an hour long. All right. What, what about on Fox? They have like the, the, the uh, gun. Is that, do they add like a couple miles per hour to that or no? Look, I've said this forever. People they got to add two or three miles per hour. Come on. Said, Joe Buck's like saying <laughs> 200 mile an hour fastballs. Like. People have said to me, and I've said this uh, over my life and career, I've said, you know, maybe the guns are juiced, maybe the guns are juiced. But I have no, no evidence that anyone has ever done that. I've heard that like sometimes guns are just a little bit higher. Like I've thrown 80 like at the Jersey Shore. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> On your fourth throw, yeah, you're like, I got 80, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Give me a stuffed animal. Get me out of here. Yeah, I'm sure that, you know, maybe there's a little bit off here or there. But, like, there's a, probably multiple guns going on on every pitcher all the time. So, right, right. Like, you know, but they throw the ball hard. I mean, 98 or 100? Damn. I'm not going to complain, you know, one or the other. They're both fast. Alex, you got anything else to add? All right. I feel like this is. I, feel, I think. I want to talk time. about Alex. Like Joe, you and I are old. I want to talk about Alex. <laughs> yeah. He's costs. a young guy. You know what I mean? You said before that you guys were out and like he uses an eight o'clock. What was it? A pizza party or something? A pizza party. Yeah, a little, little glass uh, of wine. You you use that as your I mean, starter for the night. Like. I I just sit there as I'm putting my son to bed, just thinking. What time is Joe's Hoboken? What? What? Like Hoboken isn't even <laughs> rocking yet. Like commuters are still com- commuters are still coming home, and I'm like about to pass in my son's bed for the night. What time does he go to bed? Like 7:30. Does he sleep through the night? Yeah, but he wakes up ready to go. Circus 5:30 a.m. 5:30. 6 a.m. Ready to go. Does he eat well? We're playing Beyblades already. Does he eat well? 
like healthy or a lot? Like, like a he lot. eats enough. Both. He eats, eats enough, enough, I think, but healthy no. <laughs> Pizza, does. chicken really, nuggets. In your house? Yeah, no, I know. I was house. actually talking to your wife oh, about this dude. because she was like, "Wait, what do they eat?" And I was like telling her, and she's like, "Thank God." Yeah. She's like, and that's, I was like, "Every kid." I mean, that's I don't my know. wife. That's like, my they she, do eat broccoli. Don't get me wrong, but that's the extent of their healthy <laughs> and smoothie. We've been doing smoothies now. Backdoor the smoothies. See, Vic likes hearing that other people aren't perfect. Because we are far from perfect. Yeah, no, chicken nuggets are on... My son's like a horse. Like, he just grazes all day long on, like, little things all day long. And, you know, won't sit down. Now, is he, like, swinging... What is he, swinging bats or what? I got Jack, I got Ben. Jack's five, Ben's two. Jack, I don't think, is going to have a real interest in... If he does, it's great. It's fun for me. I get to spend more time with him. But I don't think he's, like, very into baseball right now. Things change. My son, my <laughs> I would son, think he's five. My, what is he, five? Five. five. Yeah. But, like, if I, if I say... If I put a bat in the yard and a soccer ball in the yard and, like, a granola bar in the yard, he's going granola bar all day long. Like, he wants nothing, right? Like, he'll go do that. Like, the, that type of stuff, he's very much into, like, he's active. He's running around like a maniac. But I think my second son, Ben, who's like a, he's like a bowling ball. I mean, uh, the kid's an absolute maniac. I think he'll be a little bit more, uh, he's, like, much more, like, physical, running around, wants to grab this ball, throw this, throw that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but who knows? Like, I don't care. Like, as long as... As long as they enjoy it, have passion about something. <laughs> right? So come on, Alex, what are you doing this weekend? It's Friday. It's Friday, man. What time are you here till? I'm here till 4 30 today. 4 30. Oh, is it early? Yeah. Wow. It's perfect. Early. It's a little commute home, 5 o'clock, and then. Yeah. And will you go out this weekend? Uh, well, yeah, with you guys. Tomorrow yeah, he'll night. be out with us. Tomorrow yeah. night. Tomorrow night, Jamie okay. night out, yeah. All right, tomorrow yeah, night. Nothing. What time do you, you have work tomorrow morning? Yeah. What time? Seven. Say you didn't have work. You got a free Friday night. What time you wake up on Saturday morning? And don't lie. Honestly? Here we uh, go with the lie. He's yeah. going to say 7.30. He's going to say 7 o'clock. No, no, 5. 5? 5, 4.30 to 5. Well, you, would, you, you could sleep in. You could sleep in. You could sleep in. Let me ask you a question. Let's say you went out tonight or you did whatever, okay? I don't know. Maybe you're a big Netflix guy. I don't know. Okay? You wake up at 5.30. <laughs> Netflix. Okay? And what do you do at 5.30? Now what I've been starting to do is reading in the morning. Yeah, because I gotta see, hang out with Alex. I know. I no, no, you don't. Alex, it's it's seriously like I it's these young I people. Up. I'm okay. telling you, I don't want to knock on them, but they're so like worried about being like. I'm just gonna be blunt here. Being successful and like being like yes. something right now that like I'm always like, dude, go out as long as you show up for work and you're clean and you look good. Like go like I used to just stay out. I guess if you get enjoyment, I used to not you even feel sleep. like you're moving forward. Well, I don't sleep like I don't sleep now. Like I wake up at my, my one of my yeah, it wakes up early like Joe, like yeah. four forty-five, five o'clock. Yeah. I don't sleep now. I work late and then. But I would say I, I'd say it's not a knock if you're trying to achieve more. I'm but make getting, sure I'm getting away with little sleep while I can. Make know? sure you enjoy yourself a little. You got to enjoy yourself. You know? The books are good because at one point Hard you're going to gonna settle down. You're going to have a kid and then. That's <laughs> it, right? I'm done. <laughs> Dude, everything changes it. Because I swear I won't fall asleep with Joseph, and that's. <laughs> and I'm like waking up, it's 12 at night, I didn't brush my teeth. It's awful, man. It's, yeah. I almost. I hope Alina's not listening. I would go back just for a. I just want to go back for a weekend. Oh. Like 22. What's a weekend? 22. Think about Thursday what? night. <laughs> Thursday night through Sunday morning. You got to get out of. You're in, you're in 
parent mode. So like, even if someone said, I'm taking the kids for a weekend, you still can't like- I would have no idea what to do with myself. You wouldn't know what to do I, I get bored, yeah, now I'm done. You'd be like, yeah. Yeah, let's go look at the foliage, yeah, yeah. right? Like you would do something <laughs> yeah. ridiculous like that. Like Vic, Vic every fall, she's like, yeah. we should take a ride and go look at the foliage. Like, All right, come on, relax, right? Uh, the so, <laughs> so, but you wouldn't even know what to do, but you're right, you took yourself back. Part of you doesn't even love it though. Like part of me doesn't even want to do the whole, and I've never been like a out all night social, like I've never been like that, but part of me almost wants more like just a calm. Right. And where there's no one, like foods, like I looked at our ceiling the, this morning and there's applesauce on the <laughs> ceiling in the kitchen. And I say to myself, I'm like, dear God, how far have we come, right? Now, I mean, great. it's all good, but I don't even know what I, you're right. I wouldn't even know what I would do with like a whole weekend. Yeah, no, I don't know. If like that right weekend now. comes up, you let me know. Maybe we should have Alex watch all of our kids. Absolutely. Weekend. That would be open a disaster. J, open yeah, J&A. Yeah. Put some soft padding on yeah, the walls. Yeah, put a movie on. Pizza, yeah. right? Pizza. I never thought I'd say this, but the other day I was like, you know, I'm not sure you should be doing that. And I said that, and I was like, oh my God, I've, I've lo- I'm done. Yeah. Pack it in. <laughs> like, who into, says that? Like, that's, I don't think that. that's a good idea. Put all the four legs on the ground. Yeah. It's three in the morning. <laughs> this is a true story. It's three in the morning this morning. Three, four in the morning this morning. I'm like negotiating with a two-year-old, telling him I'll make him a big breakfast if he just puts his head down and closes his eyes. And then I lay down on the floor next to him. Okay, that's what I did, right? And then and he like stares at me for an hour, and then at like 5 a.m., I'm like, you know, I'm like, all right, let's just go downstairs. I, I mean, you can't go back, but I feel like if I could, I would Sounds be like dominate. I would be I would be have like four gyms open. I don't know what the heck I was doing when I didn't have kids. I should have been taking over the world. Yeah, well, when you have that's, no kids, you think you're busy. When you have one kid, you're like, I had no time. When yeah. you have two kids, you're like, I have no time. time. <laughs> You don't realize how much time you had with one kid, and you don't realize how much time Down you had with no kid. You know what? Like I, I see what it does to the parents, the kids, and I'm like, well, I need to step on it now while I can. I'm yeah. like, it, it has to be, That's it, a good point. Because it's not going to get it. It's, good not, point. You're right. Time, the amount of time I have to myself or for whatever I want to do, it's not going to get bigger. Good point. It's but you should be getting a little sloppy, get sloppy in different arenas and yeah. and cities yeah, you should make yeah. a one bad decision per week. Like, yeah, like yeah just one bad nothing that's gonna no record nothing like that nothing that's gonna stay with you but like just one bad decision per week regret that and then all right we're gonna move yeah. on yeah. like i wouldn't like forward. i wouldn't i would i wouldn't care if you were like dude three in the morning i'm in jail <laughs> like can you come back you 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 know, like unless you have to be there in the morning yeah, you, the gym's got to be open yes unless you the have to be there at seven has to be open Joe as long said, as the no gym is open out. and people are working out and smiling yeah. here you did good that's one thing i will never no matter what happens to me i will never never miss a shift if I'm there you go i will never not show up i'll never show up late that is like my number one. Joe's goal. like, you can go to jail, just don't go when you have work. Yeah. <laughs> just get in here by whatever time. That's great. Mike, where, if someone wants to uh, find out more information about what you do, uh, I know you're up in Oakland. Yeah. yeah. A couple of facilities right now. So it's just social media. You can go to Rosema Baseball, R O Z E M A uh, Baseball uh, at Gmail, and then Rosema Baseball on all the Twitter, Instagram. And then the teams we have, uh, Power Five Baseball. Um, same thing twitter instagram uh you know nowadays everything's like social media and stuff like that yeah. so um and then on those on those pages are my personal cell phone number and contact information so uh yeah any all right good so you can find uh rosema baseball on instagram facebook 
MySpace account. <laughs> I'm My sure there's space. a MySpace still open MySpace. and downloaded on Napster. No, but good, Mike. Thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah. We might have to have you on again, actually. Oh, well, I was gonna say because like, I think I, we I can. We could have went into a, like. Yeah. I think like I when we walk in, I say, hey, let's do the conventional stuff, but let's get into you know yeah. fun stuff a little bit. Yeah. More. I think you know. Alex, be careful. I may be back, I may be back every couple of weeks. You know? <laughs> yeah, this so is going to be got, good. I got away with this one. For a spot, this is going to be good. You know what I'm saying? I love it. All right, guys. Well, we'll check you out next time. Signing off, Joseph Branda, Alex Kim, Mike Rosema. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.